about our speaker today. He's a member of the Celebrate Life and Vice President of the Church in San Francisco, California. She's also a longtime spiritualist. She was ordained at our convention a couple of years ago, two years or one year? This last year. Okay. Yeah. It seems like okay. that. It goes by fast, doesn't it? She's also just moved to Prescott, Arizona. She'll be working a lot there, and she'll be coming down here a couple times a month to work with our church. It's always a pleasure, and I'd like to introduce our Reverend Didi Freeman. Thank you so much, Michael. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for inviting me to serve the platform here today. Um, just a little experience that I had yesterday that really validates why I'm a spiritualist. I am a member of Mile High Mystics in Prescott, and we had a psychic fair yesterday, and I did intuitive tarot readings. And out of the 10 readings I did, four of them were for people who have had the gift of mediumship, empathy, and grew up in Pentecostal and you know Bible-thumping backgrounds. And their gift had never been appreciated. I was the first person they ever spoke to that understood what was going on with them. And I, I took the time to say, you're not crazy, you're not evil, but they, they don't have a place like this to come to to learn how to unfold their gifts. So I want you all to know how thankful I am to be a spiritualist and how thankful I am to have this church to come to. And I'm finding myself going to be developing a home circle up there, definitely, because people really need it. So this morning I wanted to talk about what good does spiritualism do? Speaking of what I was just saying. So everything has to have practical value, including going to church. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. So the same thing applies, like I said, to spiritual thought. If we're not going to use it in our daily lives, it doesn't apply to us. So what is religion? Religion is a philosophical set of beliefs about our relationship with the divine. So the religious thought expressed through spiritualism is no different. The more I realize spiritualism's material and spiritual value, I, I find it, I use it in my life all the time. It's not just coming here on Sunday and reciting our principles, though they're great, but each one of those principles comes from spirit and they're worthy of being uh, meditated on. So what is the material and spiritual value of spiritualism? How do we incorporate it into our daily lives? Well, let's start with those principles. Now I need my glasses. So as a Morris Pratt student, we were encouraged to come up with our own interpretations. So just generally speaking, we believe in infinite intelligence. Well, what does that mean? It expresses in natural law. And natural law is the rules that we follow to make sense of life, to bring quality to our lives. And as we follow natural law, things start to work out for us. And in believing in natural law, we know that there is no death and there are no dead. Energy just changes form. We're energetic. We're spiritual beings having a physical existence. So we know that we're not going to die. That takes away the fear of death. And a lot of things that cause us to do what we do in life that make us not so happy have to do with fear, fear of death. And of course, we believe in the golden rule. That goes without saying. But the thing for me with spiritualism is personal responsibility for our own situation, the seventh principle. We make our own heaven or hell based on how we comply with natural law. But we have free will. So if you know that there's a set of rules that we follow called natural law, 
that will help us make the decisions that make our life better and the life of those around us better. And little by little, we change the world by following spiritualism's principles, especially around natural law. Communication with those who live in the spirit world is just a matter of tuning your vibration like a radio. So imagine watching a television or listening to the radio and you want to listen to country western. Well, you're not going to turn to a station that's playing rock and roll. You're going to tune yourself to the station that's giving you the music you want to hear. The same thing goes for who we want to invite into our energetic field. If we want to bring in the highest and greatest good for us, we need to raise our vibration up to the state of love, to tune in to those that are going to give us information that will help us in our lives. Because the thing about spiritualism is that we believe in the continuity of life and that we can get information from those in spirit simply by attuning ourselves. So that whole idea that we continue after the change called death and we can get our own answers by sitting in the silence and tapping into that spiritual energy and inviting in those that can help us answer our question. So by knowing these principles, our health improves, people around to us respond favorably, and when they respond favorably, our quality of life improves, and when our quality of life improves, we can better be of service, because the more comfortable we are, none of this, uh, I have to suffer, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy. No, if we make ourselves very comfortable and be kind to people, and people are kind to us, we have more energy to share with other people. And I'm walking example of that right now because spirit has been pushing me to move to Arizona for over two years now. And through spiritualism, I've learned to listen to spirit. This was not my idea to come here to Prescott, Arizona or Phoenix from San Francisco, which is my hometown. I'm born and raised there. But spirit's just been pushing me. So here I am, and I'm so happy to be here in this particular congregation. It just feels energetically excellent. So that's why I encourage people to meditate on the nine principles. My glasses thing. I wish I didn't have to wear them anymore, but I, I do. But I got red ones to match my sweater, so that's good. <laughs> the thing about learning how to meditate and getting into attunement is that you can contemplate sacred text meaning information that has come through the from the divine, whether it's the Bible, the Quran, our guiding principles. You can take each one of those principles and meditate on it and get your own interpretation. And I encourage you all to do that. And I also encourage you all to have one of these books right here because this spiritualist manual, especially this version, that was edited by my good friend and mentor, the Reverend James Earhart, has everything you need to live your life according to spiritualist principles. It's, it's got definitions in it. It tells you how to make a home circle. This one book right here is the book that I'm using to talk to those people in Prescott who have a spiritual gift but have been told they're evil. They've been put on psych medicines, told they're crazy. They've been wandering around for years. And suddenly they show up in front of me yesterday asking questions that I could answer pretty much from this book right here. So if you don't have one of these already, this uh, Spiritualist Manual, latest edition, I highly recommend it. So does spiritualism help us discover new resources, invent machines that improve the quality of our lives, or promote our individual happiness? 
In a roundabout way, yes, because it teaches us how to think. It teaches us how to set an intention, go into the silence, invite in our guides, friends and family and spirit who are there to help us if we only care to tune into them. And they give you your answers. And the cool thing is they're going to give you answers that you couldn't even come up with on your own. They show up in your consciousness, but you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> and if you learn to live your life by meditating on things before you just jump out, jump out there and do them, your life starts to come together and take form in a way that you cannot even imagine. And again, I'm a walking example of that. So spiritualism has shown me how to use natural law to scientifically explain to people how mediumship works about vibration, about healing. I'm a big fan of spiritual healing. Spiritual healing is an emotional state of grace and unconditional love. And when you're in that state of grace, your body relaxes. You don't have these emotions creating cortisol and other stress hormones that affect your autoimmune system. So just the fact of meditating and, and being in a state of attunement can improve your health. And that's just one part of natural law. And that's the, the practical part of spiritualism. Never mind the uh, philosophical stuff as we learn and grow. When we get our health in good shape, we have the time and energy to devote towards our spirituality and in doing so help other people. So spiritualism taught me to apply the law of vibration and bring material abundance into my life. And now I consistently notice when I'm in a negative vibration state, I raise it up to something positive, and then I start attracting the things that I need according to my state of vibration. Like if I wake up as grumpy pants, guess what I get all day? Grumpy pants. And But because of spiritualism and natural law, I know why that happens. Instead of, oh, poor me, oh, God, I'm having a really bad day. No, you choose your day. I wake up in the morning before I get out of bed, I spend five to 10 minutes breathing, you know, before you're in that sleepy hypnagogic state between sleep and awake and you feel kind of cozy. Well, I've trained myself to start thinking about my day. And I think of the first thing I have to do and the second thing I have to do. And so I have it all kind of planned out. So when I get out of bed and have my cup of coffee, I'm ready to go. And the grumpy pants doesn't get a chance to get into my mind at that point, which feels really good. So, but the thing about natural law and telling people that there's no vicarious atonement and you are responsible for everything that happens to you, they don't want to hear it. They, they want to blame somebody else. Oh, it's, it's, it's always something else, always something else. But when you tell them and they start to accept the idea that they're accountable for their actions, suddenly they have to question everything they do in their life. Because what if they have a business that's motive is not in alignment with source energy or natural law? They might have to change their lives when they start to take ownership of their own life. But those are the practical things that spiritualism teaches us. It's how to live your life so it's successful and prosperous. So modern world is based on materialism and it discourages us from using our psychic gifts. So spiritualism allows us to live in the here and now, but it also encourages us to unfold the natural gifts that we have in order to make life better for us. And when you tap into your psychic gifts, like I was mentioning earlier, and you tap into your guides and your friends and family and spirit, they give you those ideas. So that is, again, a practical, like what good does spiritualism do? It helps you improve your life with some really basic steps spilled out.
And it also allows us to know that we're not going to die and we can use those people who are on the other side just by tuning into them like a radio station. So, but never mind the material um, benefits of spiritualism, its main value is spiritual development. We are all led to particular wisdom traditions, be it Vedanta, shamanism, hermeticism, Buddhism, or Christianity. That all depends on our unique personality. And when we find ourselves being led to a particular spiritual practice, it's because that's what resonates with our soul. I mean, a lot of people question, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because spirit's guiding you. Don't discount your intuition. Allow it to lead you to where you belong. But the thing I love about spiritualism is that I'm a practitioner of Vedanta and shamanism and hermeticism and Buddhism and Christianity. I'm learning not to be so anti-Christian because that's the way I was raised. But there's a lot of value in Christianity. But what I love about spiritualism is that it accepts all religions and philosophies because it encourages new ideas and questioning what we've been told. But above all, it, it, it encourages us to have self-discipline because I don't care what your spiritual practice is. If you walk out the door on Sunday after listening to someone like me and getting a message and you don't apply it to your life, shame on you. You know, so spiritualism encourages us to have self-discipline. And it provides a framework for self-analysis and personal growth. You know, the um, Oracle at Delphi, man, know thyself. That means know yourself. Know what's important to you. Know what bothers you. Learn to sit with it and understand yourself. And Andrew Jackson Davis's, under all circumstances, keep an even mind. That's the law of vibration, the point of attraction, your emotional awareness. People I was talking to yesterday did not know that they could change their emotional set point at will. They didn't know that. They didn't know that they could modify their personality to make life better for them. They didn't know that. That's what I learned through spiritualism. By, by under all circumstances, keep an even mind. When you notice you're stressed out, your body is telling you something. Oh, I'm feeling stressed out. Let me choose something uplifting, even if it's looking at that beautiful sunflower quilt over there. And then from that happier point of view, you can take a look at what was bothering you. That's emotional awareness. And then the more you learn to do that, you can choose your emotion and, and draw things to you based on that emotion because you're doing it anyway. So you might as well do it on purpose, you know? So that's what I love about spiritualism. Our intellectual knowledge is limited, but when we tap into our intuition and our, our help from friends on the other side, there's nothing we can't do. And the more we focus on the betterment of humanity as our primary concern, like being of service to others, that's how we're going to change this world to become the place that we want to be. But it starts with us. So by bringing the philosophy of spiritualism into every part of our lives, negativity and injustice simply cannot take place. If someone's a jerk to you, love them. You don't have to like their actions. Say you have an addict or something in your family. You love them unconditionally. You don't judge them. You just don't tolerate their behavior. And that's a practice because you feel like you're justified to be mad at them. But what good does that do? It doesn't do you any good and it certainly doesn't do them any good. So it's cultivating that state of love, but still having some structure around you. And uh, as more people apply the truth of spiritualism in their thoughts, words, and deeds, humanity will begin to evolve away from hatred and selfishness towards 
a life based on love and compassion. And I took this class at Unity for my continuing education. And it was called Spiritual Economics. And they use a lot of Bible verses at Unity. It's a New Thought Church. So I wanted to share these two with you that apply here. Um, Mark 9.23. All things are possible to him that believeth. God is defined by natural law. That This is the metaphysical version of that. And it is the intelligence of our collective consciousness. God is a process by which we live and is the transcendent whole of which we are an individual part. God is centered around us the same way it was centered around Jesus. The only difference, Jesus, the way shower, that's a little private joke between Nahabi and I, I think you remember. Um, the difference is that Jesus disciplined his consciousness to be centered around infinite intelligence and source energy, while we are typically centered in limitation or resistance. Think about it. The only difference between Jesus and us is the way we relate. And he is the way shower. He's a guy just like us, but he really figured out how to do it. And the other one that I found very interesting, because I have this thing about the devil and Satan and sin, Matthew 4.10, get thee hence, Satan. I can't believe I'm saying that up here. But the metaphysical meaning is Satan is not an outside influence or entity. Satan is the influence of the human consciousness urging us to circumvent natural law. Satan is a choice made by us not to follow the voice of infinite intelligence that resides within. Think about it. So if you can get away from the shame and guilt and all of that stuff that's put into Christianity, there's a lot of good stuff in that Bible. And I'm, I'm, I'm just stepping into it. So if we want to be the change that we want to see in the world, when you pray, move your feet. You know, that's the way spiritualism gives us the tools to do that. It's just a matter of us in applying it. I want to thank you for allowing me to serve the platform today. Thank you.